Then the funniest and the worst part or the weirdest part is that people are listening to you on air and they feel, oh, this person's got plenty money. Oh, this person has got one, you know. Oh, but they don't know that. Guys, she, she, you didn't get. <laughs> The, the Tony Dill Podcast. My guest is a trained educationist, public speaker, blogger, and on-air personality. Her story is full of fun, powerful life lessons, and insights. Please welcome Telema, the Golden Voice. Why radio? Well, why radio? It's not as if I said, okay, I must do radio, I must do radio. It was something that just came. I've always loved radio. As far back as, I think I grew up knowing I loved radio. So as far back as when I was in secondary school, I used to listen to this um, night show on, I think it was Metro, Cruise Control then. I used to listen from night till up into the midnight and it was just something you know how um, artists would say I started singing when I was seven blah 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 so for me I loved radio right from when I was maybe a child or a teenager I don't know who were your biggest radio influences like I said I used to listen to um, Chris Control then so the presenter because the show had a lot of presenters. This presenter is up for this period. Before you knew it, there's another presenter again. So one of the presenters I remember then was um, Kamal. Yeah, Kamal was, you know, that sort of influenced me. And then growing up further, I think um, this lady, Joyce, Joyce, who used to be on Cool FM now um, on, um, I think, Nigeria Info, yeah. She had all. She has always been one of my radio influences. I Jesus, I love Joyce. I love Joyce. I love her charisma, her voice, the the way she talks with authority on air. You you know that okay. This person knows what she's saying, and you know that. Everyone loves sunny days, but I do know some days on radio come with great storms. What's been your worst experience on radio? Well, uh, my worst experience on radio. I don't like to use the word worst because, I mean, radio is something I love. I, I, like I always tell people, radio is like the blood that runs through my veins. So in, when you love something that much, you wouldn't say you have worst days. You would only say you have challenging days or challenging experiences. So... One of the challenging experiences I've had on radio was, you know, starting out on radio with nothing, like no payments, just going on air. And then the funniest and the worst part or the weirdest part is that people are listening to you on air and they feel, oh, this person's got plenty money. Oh, this person has got one, you know, oh, they don't know that. Guys, she, she, you didn't get. <laughs> so... I mean, one of my um, challenging moments, I wouldn't say worse, um, for radio has been starting out 
without any pay. And I was doing radio for a very long time without pay. This is my seventh year professionally. And I would say that maybe last year, 2021, was um, when I got my major breakthrough in radio and media generally. Yeah. And uh, another challenging moment is the fact that, okay, I have to do night and then that's now. The one I'm on now is that I have to do night and then in the morning, I wake up in the morning to go talk again. Trust me, that is really challenging. But then am I complaining? Well, I see it as a learning curve for me, a learning and a stretching curve for me. I mean, you can't get up there if you're not ready to be stretched. You know, you just become, you just be in your comfort zone and then you just be there. Hello, you'll be wondering, you'll be there. You'll be amongst the people that are wondering how things are happening. But if you want to be um, amongst those that are making things happen, then you should be ready to stretch. I mean, that's part of the price you pay for being amongst the decision makers in whatever field you find yourself. I used to get excited about fans reacting positively to something I said or did, you know, back when I was on radio. Now, can you remember any particular fun moment with a fan of yours on radio? Well, any particular fun moment with my fan, fans? Uh, I think it's not a one-time thing, yeah? So I call myself... Um, I won't say I'm funny because if you call me up on stage now, I mean, I'll just, I'll just mess up. I'm not a comedian, but then I know that I have this unique way of presenting. You can't have me do English straight on air. That's why you can't have me on a, on an extremely serious show. Even if it's an extremely serious show, I will still call Matube Shemide. I hope you understand, Yoruba. If you don't understand, go ask your neighbor. So I would always come in with my mannerism and which is, I speak English, I infuse Yoruba, I infuse Pidgin, you know, and I do all sort of, I don't, I don't do my presentation just straight like that. And I think that's one of the reasons my fans love me. You know, I hear things like when they call, when my fans call on the radio, I hear things like, oh my God, tell them you're so natural. I love how you do your presentation. So that's, um, very, that's a very particular fun moment, fun moment for me. Yeah, with my fans. And it's a one-time thing, like I said. You just got back on radio after a brief hiatus. New station, Crazy Shadow. How do you get into your creative space without losing your mind or missing a beat? Okay. Um, my guy, I won't lie to you. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. It is really crazy. And sometimes... I almost want to lose my mind. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say those times don't come. I'm not a superhuman now. I'm not being J. I'm a human being. Like blood, they run through my vein. Yeah. But then I just remember that. Oh, oh, this is a job I love. This is something I love to do. It's radio is beyond a job for me. It's like radio or media generally is beyond a job for me. It's beyond a career for me. It's like a lifestyle. So. Even on days when I'm down and I feel like, what? I cannot take this. I can't do this. Guess what? I go back and come in full force with full energy. For instance, 
um, when I'm to open the station, I and my co-host are to open the station in the morning. Before punching the mic on, a lot of times I am down. Trust me, you have no idea. I am down. And then once the mic comes on, Jesus, you'd wonder, is that the same telemons I was down? Sometimes I may just finish crying immediately. And then I'm going on air, exuding so much energy and life. So that's to tell you that really it's uh, a lifestyle for me. It's not, it's beyond a job. What's the hardest part about being on radio? Mm, the hardest part about being on radio, the hardest part about being on radio is the facts that even when you're not making money, people assume that you are making money. Why? Why are you people like this? Come on. People just feel like, okay, a lot of people are hearing about you. They're hearing your name and, you know, they just assume you're rich or you're wealthy. Ah, in Jesus' name, I am rich, yo. It's as you people say it, so so it is. Except you are, you are swearing for me. If it is curse, if you are swearing for me, hey, that will not catch me. But if it is, ah, tell me he's rich, he's wealthy, blah, blah. I take it. Thank you. Thank you. From your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> and then another another hardest part is the fact that um, researching can take a lot of time. You have to research. Except you want to go on air and sound shallow. But if you want to be that deep presenter, that person that when you open your mouth to talk, when you punch, punch the mic on to start talking, everybody wants to listen, every listener wants to adjust to say, oh, Telmo is on air. If you want to be that presenter, then you have to spend a lot of time researching, reading. Yeah? So, and then people, people, people feel that, I mean, you just come on air to talk. You don't have to do a, a, a radio work. No stress now. She even have to just go talk. Okay, please come and talk the talk. And go and disgrace your ancestors on air. <laughs> so that's one of the hardest parts. Broadcast regulation in Nigeria. How do you feel about the NBC? I would say that um, it's not so strong. It's not so strong. Just like... People say that um, there is freedom of press in the media. Trust me, there is no absolute freedom of, of press. Yeah? You're saying something on air, you want to be careful. <laughs> so that come out with me. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> if there's any part you don't understand, go ask your neighbor. I'm sorry, I cannot help you. What are your thoughts on podcasting? My thoughts on podcasting? Hmm. So I I feel with podcasting, you can, to a large extent, you have your freedom. You can say whatever you like on your podcast. But now me saying, if you go talk the one way they are going to carry you, not tossing and tell them, I'll advise you. But, but I feel that um, there is more freedom with podcasting than, um, you know, the usual radio. And with podcasting, you have your time freedom. So you can say, okay, I'm going to record so so period. Um, this is when I'm going to edit. This is when I'm going to put this up on air. Yeah. However, you have to try as much as possible to be well-disciplined so that you can be consistent. Otherwise, your listeners will take you as unserious. Yeah. So that's it. How do you get into podcasts? How did I get into podcasts? Oh, can I remember? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Because I've been on and off with podcasting. I won't lie to you. 
I've been so inconsistent with podcasting. Yeah. So I think at first it was like um, a fun thing for me. Before I started feeling, okay, let's take it a bit more serious. So that's it. It wasn't as if it was something, something, something really, really serious like that. Talk to me about your podcast. Why did you start one? Um, my podcasts. So I do love relationship and life issues on my podcasts. Yeah. And um, I started one, I think when I newly started, that's like how many years ago, maybe after, was it before service or after NYC? I can't remember again, but then I just started one because I felt like, okay, if I'm not on radio, I think I still want my voice to be heard. And that was how I started one, even though I didn't see you through till the end. It was, I was off for a while, for a long time. And then I came back again. After a while, I'm off again. I don't know if I would go back to it again. God help me, really. What would Telemo do if there was no radio? Oh, what would Telemo do if there was no radio? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I would do if there was no radio. Okay, so... Years ago, if you had asked me the same, the same question, what would I do if there was no radio? I probably might tell you I'll die. <laughs> or, or I wouldn't be living a meaningful life. But, you know, the older you get, the more experience you be, experienced you become. You begin to see, your mind begins to open to other opportunities. So now, I'll give a different answer from the answer I would have given years ago. Years ago, if you had asked me what would have what Telma would have done without radio. I may tell you, man, I would not, I cannot live without radio. But now, I mean, my, my mind is open to a lot of other opportunities. I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of background stuff now, though still within the media. But then I'm doing a lot of background stuff before it was, for me, it was, I have to be on air. I have to be on air. If I'm not on air, then nothing else. But now, I'm a person that wise up. Oh, it's not as if radio pays so much like that. So, I mean, when other bigger opportunities come, bigger gigs, you know, with a big money, with a fat envelope, <laughs> you have to shift. So now, if there, if there is no radio, if there was no radio, um, I probably would have found other ways to still do something related to what I love to do. Who's your dream radio guest? <laughs> what do you think you guys would talk about? The, there was a time I was working on a show, my own personal content, and um, it was supposed to be a woman-related show. I still have that in mind, though. It might be a future project because it's on hold for now. So if it were that show, I do not really have any particular guest I want. All I know is I, want, um, I would want women of substance on that show as guests. Women of substance, women who are making things, making names in their industry, women who are making things happen, women who are shaking tables. You know what I mean? You know, the top women in their industries. Of course, that is not to say that those that are not at the top yet aren't doing anything. Of course, they are doing something, you know. So it will be a blend. All I all I want to see is you are making things happen, whether on a small scale or on a medium scale or on a large scale. I just want to see women who are making things happen. Don't mind my katao. Uh, you know, it's part of, uh, you know, the things you see on the job while while on the job. What am I saying? On the job while on the job. Whatever. <laughs> Who's your favorite music artist of all time and why? 
See, this is another to get favorite like that. Oh, I just like anybody singing good music. I like the likes of Olamide, Timidakolo, Too Faced, Idibia. Um, who else? Who else? Buju, maybe. Yeah. There are plenty like that, Sha. You just sing good music, and once I can vibe to your song, you are one of my favorite artists. If you could eat one meal only for the rest of your life, what would that meal be? Ha! Oh, well, this is your question. This is your question. If I could eat one, one meal only for the rest of my life, what would that be? Ah, I don't know. If you had asked my younger self this question, I would have told you, Benz. Beans, as in ewa going to bono that is hot. As if they all bring it down from the fire. As if they all press it finish, you know. And then you now put ururu on top. Those those branded ururu. It's not this abura. This one that they turn in the gallon. No, those branded ones. You know they are very very pure and clean. So those that kind of ururu. You now put it on top like this. You now go and look for a gay bread that is brown. Freshly baked from the oven. Oh, Jesus. I like food. <laughs> Not like I eat plenty food though, but then I'm very, very enthusiastic about food, about good food especially. So that would have been me years back, my younger self. But now, I don't really have any favorite meals. Anything good shall goes. So far, it does not, you know, ruin my stomach. Yeah, so... Really. What legacy does Telema want to leave behind? Hmm. What legacy does Telema want to leave behind? Ah. See, my mind, my mind is very, very wide. So, I want to be one of the, I want to be one of the, I want to be one of the movers and shakers in the industry. That's just it. One of the, one of the people that will be calling the shots in the industry, one of the people that, one of the go-to persons in the industry. I think that's that's one of the um, legacies I would want to leave behind, you know. And I want Telemore to be a household name. Hmm. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but hey, I mean, they say if you dream it, you can achieve it. That's it. So thank you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Okay, guys, you can follow me across all my social media platforms. Telemore, T-E-L-E-M-O-H. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. Just type Telemore. You don't need to bother about it. Just type Telemore. Because if I say I should call my own food names, you'll be confused. So just type Telemore and the rest of this day is history. If you enjoyed the podcast, do me a favor and tell somebody about it. Let them check it out as well. Also, if you'd like to support, the links are in the show notes on how you can do that. Thank you for listening.